Thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm joined today, tonight, tomorrow uh, by uh, Doton Horowitz. Um, uh, you want to go ahead and, and introduce yourself? Hey, Matt. Uh, thanks for inviting me and uh, glad to be here on the show. I love the show. And uh, yeah, I'm Dotan Horvitz. I, uh, I'm I'm best in Israel. That's why uh, you said the day, morning, and night because we're like uh, somewhere in between. And uh, I, we're, we are and, on the uh, same day, though. Usually when I'm talking to folks in the U.S., it's it's yesterday, but uh, it's your morning, my evening. So we have that working. Yeah, at least it's not the 6 a.m. this time for you, the recording. So uh, yeah. all, all good. Uh, yeah. A bit of a more comfortable time. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm based in uh, Israel, in the Tel Aviv area. Uh, I work uh, as a principal developer advocate at uh, Logs.io mm -hmm. in the DevOps and observability space. Um, and I'm also a, a CNCF ambassador and a passionate about uh, open source, DevOps, communities, observability, yeah, and the likes. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I, I'm also a fellow podcaster. I should mention that as well because we're yes. a podcast, so yeah, yeah. A podcast open observability talks. So yep. also talks. <laughs> we'll, we'll be sure to uh, to put a link uh, to that in in our show notes uh, so everyone can subscribe to that. But uh, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to kick it off and, and talk about uh, some of the stuff you've been up to lately. Uh, Coop Day Israel is coming up in about three weeks. You know, uh, June nineteenth. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's going to yeah. be in Tel Aviv. Yeah. In Tel Aviv, uh, Israel, it's uh, uh, my first Cube Day in general, and Cube Day is, is uh, it's a bit confusing because the CNCF they had the KubeCon that everyone knows, mm -hmm. and then they realized that uh, not everyone can actually come to KubeCon and attend, yeah. and they needed a way to for for uh, I guess uh, the other people to be part, uh, other pe parts of the community to be part of these events. So they started with KCD, that is now much more uh, familiar, the Kubernetes Community Days, yeah. and they they launched Cube Day, and the naming could be confusing cube day kubernetes community days you know the cncf yeah not to mention that it's not only about kubernetes so both of them right well uh, I, was, I was wondering if they were trying to like break away from kubernetes and why did they call it like cloud native day or you know but they wanted the kube you know kube yeah well they had the same dilemma you know with, uh, with you know KubeCon and then adding the cloud native con that uh, no yeah. one actually uses. So, but it's, just, I guess, the same dilemma, all sorts of branding and stuff like that. But uh, ultimately, it's, it's really about all of the CNCF stack and all of the cloud native ecosystem. So it's much broader than just Kubernetes. And, and Cube Day is like a brand new uh, event series. They launched it first end of last year, December in, in uh, Tokyo, Japan. Mm -hmm. And Tel Aviv is actually, Israel is going to be the uh, second one worldwide. So it's really exciting that they actually chose uh, uh, Israel to be there. And the, the, the nice thing is uh, KCDs are like the local ones that the local communities arrange. Mm -hmm. The KubeCon, uh, Cube Day, sorry, they arrange, the central CNCF arranges that, just comes to a region, say, hey, we're bringing our uh, marketing army, we're setting up an event for your region. Uh, so, uh, so, and, and luckily enough, they invited me to uh, serve as a co-chair for the for the event. So that's great. That's great. Um, and our, I was looking through the the agenda earlier. It looked like, um, I mean, I guess all the talks are from uh, local folks in Israel. Um, no, not at all. No? Not at all. We have a mix of uh, local and uh, international, and uh, and actually, we'll have. Uh, We'll have uh, the, the CNCF CTO himself coming over to uh, the, to give the keynote. Yeah. Uh, Chris Anacek. I'm sure everyone is familiar with uh, with Chris. But uh, besides that, uh, you can see many other uh, 
uh, speakers uh, from abroad coming. We have uh, just tweeted uh, uh, yesterday about uh, a session about uh, cross-plane that is going to be held by by people from the U.S., okay. uh, and and many others so even i think someone from uh from new zealand your your neighbor oh that's right that's right uh, so, uh, hippie hacker yeah uh yeah used to, hippie used to so we have yeah. from all around the world people coming to, uh, right. to share the knowledge there yeah. yeah well that's uh that sounds like an exciting event uh we'll be sure yeah. to let people know about that um and you know i was i was kind of looking through your history i saw uh you you had been involved with um open cost <laughs> uh is that still is that still happening over there or uh uh getting a little less attention from you these days so i'm i, I think that the, my my initial interest was uh shortly before i uh i met you i think so you have uh, much of the credit there and uh i was fortunate enough to uh, host you on, on my uh, podcast open observability talks mm-hmm. to uh to talk about first of all the domain the the topic of finops uh become, becoming very very central in many of the discussions that i that i've taken part in uh in general and specifically observability because the problem with finops starts with people actually not understanding even what's going on not even starting to resolve and optimize just the mere understanding and making it less opaque so uh this is the angle of uh, what i call the uh, finops observability uh and uh and uh, having something that is not uh, proprietary but something is part of the cloud native stack and the cncf stack that is uh that is streamlined with the rest of the ecosystem that's uh for me was a, a great step forward and knowing cube cost as a major powerhouse behind it and pushing it forward is uh is, is definitely a, a good sign so uh, and and the most important thing for me open source is less about tools and more about standards mm-hmm. and the problem especially in my domain of observability is standard open standards and open specifications and as soon as soon as you can get different tooling to report in a uniform manner so that you can actually make the best analytics out of it you That's the challenge that you're not locked into some some sort of a silo of data so the step forward for me in open cost and the exciting was less about the tool and more about trying to to standardize on this uh, on this topic yeah yeah um, yeah and your your day job is uh, you know you're, you're working in developer relations for um, for logs io uh, it looks like their stack is almost all open source based um, You know maybe maybe we can get open cost into that stack <laughs> but uh, but so so as a as a developer um, uh, d- doing you know developer relations what do you do for for logs IO are you going to talk into the different projects are you you know t- working with them to get your patches in what 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 does your day-to-day job look like well that's a, that's a, that's the million dollar questions because uh, <laughs> sorry is, is that your boss's like question <laughs> is that your boss's yeah, question because it's mine first of all yeah first of all yeah, yeah they, they don't know that what the heck are you doing right uh but uh but secondly is is that it's it's really diverse so uh i gave uh the examples from the community side of the uh, activity like uh, uh now co-chairing uh uh cube day or uh or co-organizing uh the kubernetes community days uh three months ago in march in uh, in tel aviv uh and and ongoing the meetups so we have uh the local cncf chapter uh israeli chapter that holds uh regular meetups actually next week we're going to hold a meetup about cross plane with local uh, uh folks so um Uh, that's like on the community side uh, a lot of that by the way also takes place uh, on the on the 
virtual medium online. So mm -hmm. uh, you probably uh, see a lot of my uh, tweets and, and, and posts on LinkedIn and people say uh, that they get tired of my face, but uh, that's, that's <laughs> another uh, dimension there. Um, and, and the other dimension is more about uh, the side of uh, advocacy, obviously very classically like talking, speaking at uh, events uh, like KubeCon, like uh, uh, next month I'm going to be in uh, at uh, DevOps Days Amsterdam. Uh, this month I was at uh, in, in London at uh, uh, DevOps uh, UK. And uh, what the F is uh, is SRE? That's the name of the conference. That's not uh, yeah. me swearing. I, I love the name. <laughs> uh, so uh, the speaking and and lots of these activities and of co of course writing articles and, and so on. Many of these are centered around open source. Okay. Uh, open telemetry, Jaeger, uh, Prometheus, and obviously not just tooling guidelines, but also how to do like how to achieve a, a DevOps UK. I spoke about how to uh, achieve CICD observability, observability into your Jenkins pipelines or whatnot. Uh, and in another case, I'm uh, talking about uh, troubleshooting uh, performance issues in your uh, microservices. So Obviously, going from the from the end user uh, pains and experiences. That's uh, and uh, in terms of Logs.io, uh, the fun part for me as a developer, uh, someone who's very passionate about open source and uh, uh, and the likes, is that Logs.io as a as a strategy uh, took the approach of providing a cloud native observability platform that's based on the best of breed open source stack. So mm -hmm. you have you get your Open Search, your Prometheus, your Jaeger, your Open Telemetry, whatnot as a managed uh, SaaS service. So you don't you, you, you stay with the open source that you know and love, uh, but without the hassle of managing and and, uh, and, uh, and installing and uh, taking care of the shards and the indices and oh, whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, lots of uh, benefits on top of that, but uh, we leave that for another uh, <laughs> time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because, you know, <clears throat> when, when people work in developer relations who are prominent and and you know open source communities and going and speaking a lot there's always kind of the the questions like well how does that get back to the company but i think you know the writing you know the writing that you've done about you know introductions to open telemetry and and you know some of some of that stuff um it ties ties right back to to what you guys are doing so it you know makes sense to me but <laughs> but it's my day job too so um yeah, yeah. That's always in the in the devrel space that people are uh, trying to. Uh, it's not as easy to to connect the dots and show a direct attribution like funnels in in classic marketing and campaigns and LinkedIn. It, it's the community is much more long term, much more aggregative. You see the effect as as a, as a cumulative effect. That's what I'm I'm trying to explain to people. It's a bit more like maybe uh, brand awareness motions in in yeah. traditional marketing. So that's why I'm trying to uh, educate uh, my my fellows, but. Uh, uh, as you said, like the classic ones are blogs, like the long form that I wrote about the introduction to uh, open telemetry and the subguides for the Java and .NET and Python and whatnot are on Logs.io's domain. So people come and read the blog and enjoy that. We'll start uh, uh, looking around and hopefully we'll also see the managed services and so on. So the blogs are a classic one. Uh, and and uh, if I if I write a contributed article for the new stack or whatnot, mm -hmm. trying to have the link back to uh, Logs.io. But as you said, it's, it is something that is uh, subtle. And also, I need to keep my integrity as, as do you. So when I talk about the open source, I'm not trying to do a sales pitch for Logs.io. So sure. I need to keep the, the, the content. And when I get invited to speak in an unsolicited uh, slot... They they ask call me not because I work at Logzio but because I'm an authority in a certain topic. I need to be uh, uh, talk about this topic. So yeah. this is the the fine line that we need to uh, walk. 
I, I did the same thing, you know, maintaining like a, a firewall between, you know, the, the corporate and the open source. Um, you know, I, I work for KubeCost, but, you know, I'm the OpenCost community manager. So, like, I don't read KubeCost code. You know, so then, then when people ask me <laughs> questions, I can be like, well, here's I know KubeCost does this, but I can't tell you how they do it. And, and I feel I feel I feel good about that. So I'm sure I'm sure there's similar things for for Logs.io. I mean, you know, they've got yeah. uh, some commercial secret sauce, but uh, no, it looks it looks uh, compelling. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, when I started poking into it, um, you know, with uh, with kind of the, the best of breed of, of open source tools, um, you know, I, I saw you had an article about uh, is vendor owned open source an oxymoron? Has has Logs.io had to change off of things because of you know license changes, or is that uh, is that yeah, a yeah, third rail? Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely a, a painful and an insightful uh, story that I uh, I try to share with people uh, to uh, for them to save spare them some of this experience. But yeah, we were based uh, essentially Logzio started off uh, providing the known Elk stack, Elasticsearch, Kibana. Right. Uh, uh, for log analytics and log management uh, as a service. That's the origin. That's why the name Logs.io stuck, although Logs.io now provides the full observability, not just logging. Right. Um, and uh, and obviously when uh, Elastic NV, uh, the, the corporate behind the open source, decided to change it from uh, an open source uh, Apache 2.0 license to a, uh, a closed source, essentially, the dual license, SSPL, and, and their Elastic license, uh, that was uh, a major thing for us. For us mm-hmm. This is core to what we do. This is the language that we speak. This is what we uh, communicate to our users. On the other end, it was the mission statement was the best of read open source. So obviously, this disqualified uh, Elasticsearch uh, starting version 7.11 when they relicensed. So um, we were very clear about that. I think uh, a day or two after uh, the, the announcement, we already came out, our CEO, and stated very clearly that we we're going to be faithful to this mission statement and that we we're going to collaborate with the community uh, to uh, try and keep these very, very successful and powerful uh, tools open source and Apache mm-hmm. 2.0 licensed. Uh, luckily enough, the, the the giant in the industry, uh, Amazon, AWS, yeah. jumped uh, uh, in with the same uh, with the same uh, need. They they put an army of developers on to to do this uh, fork process, which by the way turned out to be a very painful one. I had a, I had a, an episode, a dedicated episode on on my show, Open Observability Talks, about this process oh, yeah? with uh, Kyle. Kyle, yeah, and and he spoke about how how painful it is and how intertwined the open source code was with the proprietary oh, code with, with and all the, the XPack stuff and XPack. But you, you would expect, you say, if your project is Apache 2.0, just you know click the fork button and you have uh, your own uh, Apache 2.0, and they can go on their own ways. That's fine, but it was. Unbelievable how how far from from that that the the reality was oh, and yeah. uh, things that were discovered like uh, dial home features and, and you know, telemetry <laughs> fetching things that you wouldn't expect to see. Uh, uh, so it, it's really it was that's what I'm saying a painful and insightful. So, so, so you're saying that even if something's called open source, people aren't reading it and <laughs> and and you know going yeah, over yeah. a fi- yeah. Uh, no, we I think. I think uh, one of the tips I, I, I give, as I said, I'm trying to share my my experience about this topic and actually de- deliver uh, talks about the I call it the dark side of open source at uh, at uh, Open Source Summit, 
uh, the Linux Foundation's event. Uh, and, and one of the things is that try to uh, uh, look for code smells. If you are anyway digging into the code for your own mm-hmm. uh, either understanding, like instead of documentation, many of us just go into the code, right? If you go there while going there, keep your nose open for code smells, I call yeah. it. Uh, that may indicate something is, let's say, not the classic open source uh, structure that you'd expect. Uh, one of the one of the indications, not the only one, but definitely one of the things that you want to be, uh, uh, you know, aware of uh, in that case. Oh yeah, I, I mean, uh, the company I was at at the time, we were shipping Elasticsearch, and you know, I think they just pinned it on the last GP, uh, Apache version for a long time until like open search was stable enough to switch. And that, that worked out pretty well. Cause we'd already been burned by like the Java licensing stuff from Oracle and, you know, just, and, uh, they had tried to try to ship my sequel embedded in a product and Oracle came after them on that one. So I was like, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's getting hard. <laughs> As yeah, it, you know, yeah, if you're not the if you're not the the vendor of record for that product, you know it, uh, you know it, it can be challenging. Um, you know, it's it's. I, I think that uh, by the way, you mentioned open suggest. I don't know if your listeners are familiar. So the end of the story, long story short, the end of this fork that I started mentioning with AWS joining yeah, and, and yeah. Logs.io, the tiny player and everything was uh, open search, which is started as a fork of Kibana mm-hmm. and uh, Elasticsearch, the, the latest uh, uh, Apache 2.0 uh, licensed one, and then. Since then, it's evolved, and it's actually now. Did, did they keep uh, the know, dashboard? Its own project and... uh, is 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 there like an open search cabana no. still running or? Yeah, that... yeah. So it it is. It's called uh, uh, Open Search Dashboards. Okay, and I know name it's confusion <laughs> because Open Search is like the fork of Elasticsearch, and Open right. Search Dashboards it's the the fork, fork of Cabana. But yeah. uh, so they have the two pro the equivalents of these two projects. But as I said, starting from that fork onwards. They have their own roadmap, so it's not yeah, they're yeah. still fairly fairly aligned. But you see amazing stuff that many of the, which were blocked uh, in the Elasticsearch and Kibana Absolutely. initiatives, and yeah. now you have that like security features, observability features that were premium features for for uh, mm-hmm. Elasticsearch and Kibana, and now the community could contribute it as, as plugins. Or if you're familiar with uh, with the plugin system yeah, that yeah. AWS had even before that, the open distro. So all the open distro plugins were obviously merged into open search. So all the bad, the goodies of that. So open search is now uh, what we see as the, the uh, going forward uh, path for, for log analytics and log management. And that's how we realigned our product around that. We, Moved all of our clusters uh, from Elasticsearch to OpenSearch. We actually had a talk specifically about the experience of migrating uh, such massive, you know, multi-cloud, multi-region clusters from from one technology to the other. It's a story on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean that's that's a, a good story. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you guys uh, were, were using Grafana as well, and um, they yeah. switched license. Not not to a, a closed source license, but to a a, a two open Copy source license. license. <laughs> you know, I mean the, uh, the yeah, HEPL so... is is not as popular with businesses as uh, as uh, some licenses. So. Um, yeah, it's it's a copyleft license. Before it was Apache 2.0. So uh, I guess uh, you said that your your, your listeners uh, hear a lot about uh, licensing. So I'm sure that you're familiar. But essentially, copy copyleft means that it's uh, 
in a way, I, I call it uh, infectious license. Oh, you know, yeah. All the yeah. peripheral that touches it then needs to be your your man. You're forced to release that as well. Uh, the using code of, of if you change or modify something, and then you need to release your own code, and then you start need to start building firewalls within your own code to to uh, contain this uh, this uh, blast radius and, and things like that. And and uh, yeah, it's, it's been a challenge also for us. We're still based on on Grafana, but uh, to to be honest, uh, it, it doesn't give us a solid sense that we can count on this open source. Uh, on to to which extent the question begs itself: to which extent we can count on that? Um, uh, but Kaban, uh, be let's be honest, Grafana is still the most uh, popular tool. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. open source tool for for metrics uh, visualization dashboarding and being faithful to providing the the best of breed what what people are used to. Um, Grafana is is still there. So. Yeah, I mean we were we were talking about it in um, in uh, the software defined talks Slack, and you know I was like, well, you know somebody should have an alternative. Uh, and that's when I found out that there is a the the Percy's pro, uh, project. Percy's project. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. hadn't even heard of it. So, <laughs> so let's it's uh, very very young. It's pre GA. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it started uh, by an end user company, which is great because yeah. it's not a vendor behind it. Uh, you know, from the airline industry, something entirely uh, unrelated. But uh, they they were heavy users of Grafana, so they brought all the learnings that they had from Grafana. Not just the licensing, by the way. Things about uh, you know the ability to work GitOps fashion with your dashboards mm-hmm. and many other things that that were fa- fascinating to me. Like so, they're they're ripping it and they're, they're rebuilding, they're, they're redesigning. Uh, as part of that, including the how to uh, to to represent even the representation of of a dashboard and panels and everything, so uh, fascinating. But very very early on, uh, Red Hat is uh, is uh, joining there. I see much more involvement of Red Hat uh, contributors in this project, which is a very good sign. Uh, there is also um, uh, what's their name? Uh, the company behind the M3DB and. Um, uh, Chronosphere, sorry, okay. I, I lost their name. So Chronosphere yeah. is, is heavily uh, con- involved there. So you see starting to build up, you know, open source uh, sustainability is ultimately the, the working hands behind it. Uh, and I, I see more and more. So it's it's fascinating. And I had a sync with the people there at the KubeCon uh, Europe uh, a couple of months ago, uh, last month, sorry. So uh, I, I, I'm following this project. It's far from being the maturity level of Grafana, but uh, their mission statement, just to complete for for your audience, they want as a mission statement to make it part of the CNCF, maybe even part of Prometheus itself. But if not Prometheus itself, then be very closely related. So right. this should be a native uh, alternative that will be within the CNCF ecosystem and Prometheus native and, and so on. Yeah. No, I, it's it's fascinating to, to watch stuff like this just grow quickly. Um, you know, yeah. Subscribe to the releases and it's like, you know, they're coming fast and furious, which is... Nice to see. Um, but uh, speaking yeah. of... The of, chief maintainer, Augustine, promised me that uh, they're expecting uh, towards the end of the summer, like uh, the, the GA. So I'm uh, holding my fingers crossed. And, and then GA, they're, are, are they in uh, the sandbox already or uh, the CNCF sandbox? No, they're not. They're not. Uh, I don't think they're in the sandbox. Okay. Are they? GA in, in their own sense of maturity, not in the sense of the criteria for, for sandbox or, or something. Yeah, I, well, it's... Uh, they should join it's it's a fun place to hang out 
<laughs> Besides the people like you that need to undergo all the formalities to get accepted. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is. Uh, so, you know, for yeah, you and me, we, we get the, the formalities. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have, uh, you know, for the you know listeners at home, I've I've submitted OpenCost into the CNCF for uh, incubation. You know, the, there's a whole process to move from the different stages of of uh levels of projects and the, the entry level is sandbox and incubation is kind of the, the mid tier and then graduated is, uh, you know, Kubernetes and Prometheus and a few others. And um, so moving into incubation requires, you know, a bit of, you know, you, you have to have some, some good community traction. You have to have good, uh, you know, some releases under your belt, uh, you know, potential roadmap and you have to have a community, you know, you actually have to have, users besides the you know the original company that donated the project and so uh you know knock on wood open cost is looking good but uh i like to see other projects you know get involved um even though you know there is <laughs> a tremendous backlog of you know there's just a lot of projects and a lot of uh people you know trying to move move between you know different stages so uh yeah, process. but but I think open so the, the open course doesn't have some some fields are more uh, saturated. I think in the FinOps, especially for the Kubernetes and things, there's not so many within the CNCF ecosystem, and that there's a the, the, a need for that. I can tell you that we also uh, play around with uh, open cost within uh, Logs.io, my company. Yeah. So uh, well, we we should talk so, after uh, the after the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to help you guys out. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I do, and my uh, you know community manager, developer relations kind of job is try to get folks involved in the project. Um, but yeah, uh, people see us only on on stage and think that this is what all we do in life, you and I and others, and and don't see the red tape and all the uh, the the you know the much less uh, shiny part of the role that you need yeah. to manage the community and do the paperwork and all of that. But but it, it is an important part. This is how you get recognized and get the formal uh, certification and, and steps and, and stages well, and so on. Yeah, I mean, what do they say in the CNCF? Uh, chop wood and, you know, carry water. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's what you're up to. And so so a lot of a lot of the stuff you're doing for the CNCF, it seems like, you know, looking through, you know, some of the, the talks you've given, you know, you've jumped around a lot of stuff, but lately, you know, primarily focused on open telemetry, right? Is that correct? A lot about or open telemetry. A lot of open yeah, telemetry. Yeah, as I said, yeah. I also talked about uh, Jaeger and, and, yeah. and others, but uh, open telemetry, many things, let's say, that I do converge into open telemetry in one right. sort or the other. So it's a, it's a nexus point, I guess, for, uh, for many I'm of sure, these I'm sure. So um, you know, you, you've got an uh, introduction on on uh, the, the Logs.io blog and uh, you know, a couple of various talks, but... Um, you know, surprisingly, uh, I was you know, looking through some of our, our recent episodes and we've we've <laughs> we brought up Nagios again and again and again. Um, you know, we were talking about uh, the magic quadrant of monitoring and, you know, wondering where where Nagios was. But so let's say you you've you've you know, you're talking to a traditional enterprise, you know, somebody who's you know, they're running. They've got some Splunk, probably got some Nagios nothing you know from the last 10 years how 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 do they start to like how do you tell them you should be getting into open telemetry and where do they start um so let's take a step back just to understand uh, uh, open telemetry is 
not one tool it's actually a whole uh, yeah. suite that uh, contains uh, instrumentation for the application let's put that aside because what you're asking about is more about the collection side they have an open telemetry collector which is like the, the brain I'll, I'll go into that in a minute and then they have also a specification for the transmission the protocol otlp uh, the open telemetry protocol um one thing to uh, first mention is that you're not forced to use all of them in order to use open telemetry. So even if you're using old school stuff, you're not forced to uh, you know move everything to OTLP protocol uh, to <laughs> to be able to use open telemetry. That that's something that I, I hear and it's it's important to say. Yeah. And the the nice thing and the powerful thing about uh, uh, the open telemetry collector. By the way, uh, if I call it OTL by mistake, or th- this is like the shorthand that we oh, call. Yeah, so yeah. excuse me, OTL equals open okay. telemetry for your listeners. I know that you know. So if when you look at OTL collector, um, you see that it's it's like a classic data pipeline. So you have multiple receivers in multiple protocols, then pro- processors that can you know uh, ingest, aggregate, whatnot about the data, and then. Uh, exporters in multiple protocols. So going to your question, the uh, flexibility in plugging in the receivers that work for you allows you to ingest telemetry from many sources, some of which are legacy. Let's say, you know, I, I advocate a lot for uh, for uh, uh, Jaeger as, as an SD. You talked about CNCF. This is the graduated project under the CNCF. Is the flagship uh, uh, open source for uh, open telem for uh, sorry for uh, distributed tracing. Yeah. However, many are still uh, using uh, Zipkin, which is a, an older open source that is mm-hmm. still out there. You can still plug in and ingest spans in a Zipkin format into uh, Open Telemetry Collector. So I think the flexibility to and you have the like the the, the Kafka receiver and the, if you use if you're on the cloud, obviously all the the cloud adapters, the you get a MySQL receiver and a Redis. and So even relational databases and, and things that are more traditional, if you want to collect the uh, the logs from there or whatnot, you have receivers. Obviously, we can, I, I don't know where Nagios is. I, I would need to look for the receiver page to look for that. <laughs> They've got plugins for everything power. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would expect that. That's that's one. That's from OpenTelemetry side. And, and the other, the complementary side, I see OpenTelemetry becoming a de facto standard. That's mm-hmm. why I, I'm, I'm such a, a strong believer in that. And the power of becoming a de facto standard is that many uh, uh, tools and vendors adopt that also from their end. So I wouldn't be surprised right. if someone contributed to Nagios project, actually an exporter from Nagios to open telemetry. So maybe you can have that already exported from Nagios, just as an example. Or alternatively, you mentioned Splunk. I know that Splunk has uh, support for open telemetry. Mm-hmm. So uh, and, and many of the big large vendors. That's that's actually a, a very interesting. For you and me, we've been around this field for for some time. You see vendors that actually made their your, the the livelihood and and the, everything around the proprietary agents. That was what they 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 got the the, the bucks, the dollars for, and. Now they're aligning with Open Telemetry as a unified open source based collector and moving the the, the, the differentiation shifts to the backend analytics uh, side right, of the house. Right. The, the intelligence that you can put, so it, it sort ML, of like but... commercializes, makes it makes it evens the playing field for the collection side and standardizes it. So for many of them that maybe a year or two or, or definitely five years ago you wouldn't have had anything like that. Today, it's worthwhile actually checking if they already know how to speak the OTA language already. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I long time ago, I worked at a monitoring company that 
people were paying, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for things like, you know, SNMP support or, you know, the database plugin to export, you know, to the monitoring platform. And now it's like, that's just table stakes. It's hopefully. Actually, we contributed, <laughs> we contributed a receiver for SNMP trap. So uh, to, to open telemetry collector, logs.io. So uh, this is the part my give back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you have... Yeah, you can ingest it. Yeah, SNMP traps uh, with Woo! open telemetry. Yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, we also have traditional customers, as you see. We said, okay, we'll yeah. just put it out there in the open and uh, it'll be for the auto community. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully people aren't charging for that anymore. Um, but that's <laughs> uh, that's that's all good to see. So, uh, yeah, well, um, I mean, it's, I, I'm, you know, slowly getting into more open telemetry. Um, you know, we're, trying to start instrumenting some of the open cost stuff, hopefully, uh, you know, so it's right now, everything's going out into Prometheus, but, uh, we'll, you know, slowly switch over to speak both, um, uh, both of them, I, I guess, both out output formats, uh, eventually. Um, is there anything else, uh, that, you know, you wanted to talk about, you know, while, while, uh, you, you got me here or, <laughs> or you got our audience. So, uh... Yeah. So first of all, um, I wanted to mention that if if people want to get involved with uh, with the CNCF, I've been an open source advocate for for many years, and uh, it's it's amazing the the richness of the way that you can get involved. I actually, got uh, uh, last month at KubeCon, uh, they announced a new bunch of uh, CNCF ambassadors, and I was lucky mm -hmm. enough to be one of these ambassadors. Yeah. So that makes it a bit more formal. The things that I used to do before that <laughs> informally, I guess. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, and and uh, yeah, thanks, thanks about that. and and and. I want people to be aware of that. I want people that are also enthusiasts about the open source and are passionate about that to know that they can actually submit for the next uh, bunch uh, of, uh, of CNCF ambassadors or get involved with the local communities. Uh, there are lots of CNCF chapters around the world uh, that usually host uh, meetups on a regular basis like we have in uh, in uh, in uh, Israel, in Tel Aviv, uh, uh, there's now the KCDs that we mentioned before, the com Kubernetes Community Days, like localized events mm -hmm. organized by the the local uh, the local community uh, to have you know your own KubeCon, small KubeCon in your own community and bring your own local experts. So uh, that's another way of of getting involved, and that's volunteer based. So just you know get there and uh, and and offer your help, and uh, and uh, you can you can definitely make an impact. Uh, of course, get involved with open sources that you're passionate about. That's uh, that's always the the best option, whether it's code or even people that don't know how to code and can help other way, support, spread the word or whatnot. Uh, that's that's something that is uh, is uh, near and dear to my heart. And um, maybe the the and, and everyone is also involved, of course, to uh, to join the podcast. That's that's always <laughs> a, a, good, a good recommendation to have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one other thing maybe that uh, I, I think I heard on your podcast in the past and uh, I touched a bit upon is let's people, I, I encourage people to look at open source, not just through the narrow lens of, uh, of um, let's put it, uh, the tooling. Mm -hmm. I think a large part of, of the power of open source is around standardization and specifications. 
So uh, OpenTelemetry is a, is a good example for something that has both the tooling side, but also the specification. As I mentioned, the, the OTLP specification, it comes with a, like API specification and SDK specification and obviously the semantic conventions and things like that. But this is where you get the real convergence. For example, one of the big milestones we've achieved uh, just uh, recently at KubeCon, we announced that is that uh, ECS, Elastic Common Schema, which has been a long, a few years running, trying to, to create a specification for logging, a structured logging, mm-hmm. uh, is now merging into open telemetry. So we have two uh, two uh, competing specifications now joining into one, which will be a force multiplier, just like mm-hmm. it happened with open telemetry itself, having open tracing and open census, joining forces to create open telemetry in the first place. And you see others as well, uh, uh, Prometheus now becoming, I don't know if you heard about that, uh, the, the, the becoming a, a formal specification uh, and, and others. So uh, if you if you are involved in one of these, uh, also uh, uh, this is another room that you can make an impact and a major impact. Uh, for example, in the next episode, the, the June episode of my podcast, Open Observability Talks, I'm going to talk about the attempt to create a unified query language for observability mm-hmm. across logs, metrics, and traces. And the beauty about that, that it's actually started from end users, uh, uh, folks from eBay and from Netflix that that suffered this pain, didn't find a, a, a something off the yeah, shelf. Yeah, I was going to say, there, there, there they, were probably some Apache projects related to like uh, some of the... Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, some of the Hadoop query stuff might have gone down that path, but, um, but I guess nobody yeah, so ever. There were, there were, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so it, it's it, that's why I'm saying that this, people try. Unified yeah. specification is a need. It's a need that always, and it's still, you know, it's it's a fairly new working group started under the uh, observ- tag observability, the okay. technical advisory group for observability under the CNCF. It's fairly new. We just, uh, I think, the first call that is going to be held. Uh, maybe tomorrow or something like that. It's really early on. No, but but I... <laughs> if this succeeds, if this becomes something that can create a common language for us to query observability data that is not vendor specific and mm-hmm. that is not signal type specific, that would be amazing. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is where I see the real power that things such as the CNCF and the, the open source community in general can really make a difference and not just yet another tool on the shelf. So uh, if, if you're interested in this topic, again, another example, a new working group, then, then check it out, join the new the, the Slack channel on the CNCF Slack and the uh, the first calls and uh, let's join forces to, uh, to do some of that. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I want to thank you for, for coming on the show. And uh, if, uh, if people are trying to track you down, uh, where's the best place to find you these days? The, the nice thing about that, and I, I'm, I hope that it doesn't say my age, but my surname is my handle in, in most places. So uh, Horvitz, H-O-R-O-V-I-T-S on Twitter, Medium, WordPress, uh, GitHub, uh, uh, whatnot, uh, Mastodon, uh, everywhere. Just look for Horvitz. Uh, I'm, I'm quite vocal, especially on LinkedIn and, and Twitter. So feel free to follow me there. As I said, I'm also on the uh, CNCF Slack. Um, these are the best uh, ways and, uh, and, uh, check out the podcast as well. Uh, if you have something that you want to take part of, it's a community podcast. So if you have something in your subject matter expert, more than happy to have, like, like you yourself, Matt, that, uh, shared about the FinOps and, uh, and open cost, yeah. more than happy to have more experts from the community taking part in open observability talks. Thank you. Thank you. I'll put all those links will be in the show notes, but, uh, 
I want to thank you for for coming on and uh, uh, looking forward to your next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me, Matt. Pleasure being here. Thanks. Yeah, I like I said, I'm not usually the host on on uh, on Restream, so I, you know, they they gave me the login and I set up the meeting, and then I just <laughs> like, well, oh well. <laughs>